Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. should know i thought of you immediately when i was playing this game oh yeah i was like this is this is some tom shit if ever there was tom shit it's this one (laughs) really why what what about it well okay i'll tell you a few things like so one of them is that uh i just know you love dead space is this the show have we started or it's always the show you never know (laughs) when the show starts here you you can never tell (laughs) you can never tell welcome to what upsmanship this is adam ganzer one of your hosts uh mike is out today but joining us the most qualified person i can imagine uh (laughs) guest co-hosting this episode yes Uh, introduce yourself sir uh I'm, i'm i'm tom my name yeah you are that's my name sure (laughs) you are (laughs) so i'm gonna tell you why i thought of you so first of all i know like you're the dead space guy like that's your like to me you like you're that guy Mm -hmm. but also uh i there was something about the the way like the sort of tone of this that i just kind of thought you would super dig uh, yeah. like the sort of the low the low simmering vibe of of this game callisto protocol that i thought you would super dig uh, was I totally wrong about that? No, you were totally right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, so. I'm sitting here. I, I've, I've played through this game two and a half times and I'm just, oh, every, shit. every time I play through it, I'm just vibing the hell out. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like see, like I I'm agree. cruising on a crunchy groove. 
<laughs> it is a crunchy game too. It, it, it is sure very is. crunchy. <laughs> that is uh, one of the top words I would use to describe yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow also squishy is another top word I would it's describe. Li- it's a little breaky. Yeah. 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 A little, a little snappy. Yeah. This thing's not, uh, you're, you're not going to come out clean from this episode. Shipheads. Like you're going to get a little dirty in this one. Uh, a little bit. Cause yeah. you're, you're going to be climbing through some viscera. You're going to be, you know, stained. There's with, a poop level. Yeah, th- there's a lot of poop. There's a, there's, uh, they there's, didn't shy away. There's a much more poop than you may expect when you first boot the game up. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say much more than I needed. Uh, but they still <laughs> delivered. Yeah, they delivered the poop. <laughs> they delivered it. There's an amount I needed. They're like, we're going to double that minimum. We're going to go right past. <laughs> we're not even going to look at it. We're just going to zoom right by that. Like we're like we're a truck blasting by a way station. We're going to hurl you spike first right into all that poop, yeah. actually. <laughs> right into uh, the poop. <laughs> <laughs> right into it. So, uh, okay. Well, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't read the title or listened to any words we've said so far, mm-hmm. today's episode of One Upsmanship is going to be about, uh, I think, the largely mixed reviewed game, Callisto Protocol, which was released in December of twenty twenty two. It just there were mixed vibes on this game. Critically, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead, but that I was. Feel, uh, I feel like that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm going to let you do the auspicious honor of uh, doing the tell me like I'm it bit part. So actually, let's just pass our first checkpoint and uh, jump right into that. Tom, do you mm. feel up to that? I, I, Adam, I can't wait. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting all day to tell you months. like you're 8-bit. <laughs> months we've been yeah. waiting for months, this. Months, yeah. Months. <laughs> to throw this in your face, you 8-bit fool. Hurl it. Hurl away, sir. Okay, so Callisto Protocol, you play a, uh, it's it's in the distant future, I forget what you're exactly, you play a guy named Jacob, who's like, you know, a, a freelance uh, a, a cargo spaceship flyer, um, and recently he's been flying uh, missions to and from two moons of Jupiter, um, one of them is, I forget, but there's like a city on it, and uh, you know, like a normal futuristic Blade Runner space city, and on the other moon, Callisto, is a prison planet, and on a job there, he gets ambushed sort of uh, they get boarded uh, by um the leader of this quote unquote terrorist organization um and the ship crashes back down in callisto uh she gets taken into custody but so does your character jacob and he's thrown into the middle of this mystery um as as he's thrown into this prison some huge breakout happens you're not sure what's going on but all of a sudden there's chaos all through the prison. There's monsters all about boogans and boggins crawling up to the floor and ceiling. <laughs> um, and you have to make your way through this prison, try to escape and get off the planet um, and also try to uncover the mystery of what's going on uh, yeah. on this prison. That's right. And that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, for oh, some, I should cons- I should, desc- I should describe what the game is, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Go, that would be good. sorry. Go I forgot exactly. I, I just gave you a plot description. It's a third person action game, kind of survival horror-y, um, mm-hmm. made by the the one of the the lead creative director of the original Dead Space, Glenn Schofield. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a whole lot in common with Dead Space. It shares a lot of the same DNA. It controls largely the same, except for the new addition of this melee system. A lot of the fighting you do in the game, as opposed to there's not very many weapons. There's only about four or five guns. You do most of your fighting with this big old stick 
this uh, yep. stun baton and you get to do cool combos and standard uh, kind of survival horror stuff. You start out pretty bleak and pretty desperate and you get powered up as the game goes on. Um, and you can do multiple playthroughs, uh, like a lot of other survivor horror or survival horror games, uh, tend to sort of play around in the speed running space. So there's like a, a reward for you to continue playing this game over and over again. So you get more unlocks and really go, uh, uh ham on some of these monsters. Yeah, I can see that. That makes perfect sense. Uh, that was beautifully done. Oh, thank you. Uh, abs- absolutely. Just gorgeous. What a gorgeous uh, it felt, summary it felt of confused this game. and rambling, but I'm glad. It <laughs> no, 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 it was gorgeous. Uh, it was intact. It was not a mm-hmm. shit monster, uh, though. There will be many of those to slay for us today. There sure are. Um, so I'm going to pass our next checkpoint, which means it's 100 percent time for us to get into the hot takes that we are each going to give about how we feel about this game. Um, I, I'll tell you right up top really quick before I even give mine. Mike hated this game. Mike and I were completely talking about it, which is why I wanted to do this episode when he wasn't here <laughs> so that you and I could have a talk about the game without that uh, yeah, auspicious I knew, pain. I knew he hated it. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, he hated it. Yeah, I was aware that it. he hated this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cheating him uh, the way that I often do. So uh, Listen, that means when, uh, when, the, when the cat's away, the mice will play Callisto that's Protocol. That's correct. That's what they will. That's the first game they'll play. Yeah, that's the first thing. Their, their little mice hands will pull off the shelf. It'll blow their fucking mice brains out. Uh, they got to they gotta, they gotta stand on each other's mice shoulders to put the disc in. Um, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm liking it's all this worth little story. Yeah. I'm liking the story we're pitching here. Yeah. Uh, OK. Player one, Adam Ganser, plug it in. OK, so I just want to say this game got a 69 on Metacritic. <laughs> Uh, okay. Like meaning that's that's the co- the collective consensus, and the game itself often feels to me like uh, it, like they were sort of desperate to get it out before the Dead Space remake came out. Um, just because there are pieces of it that feel a little bit rushed, I'm sure that it couldn't be that uh, it couldn't be that granular of a problem that they knew for sure the Dead Space remake was coming out. But it does feel like there's there were little pieces of polish that were missing. I thought this game was underrated uh, by people who like by the critical consensus. I thought it was actually pretty fun. Um, I do not think it's great in part because I don't think it is innovating anything, but I do think it takes some fun risks. Um, one of those risks is it decided to include Mike Tyson's punch out as it's like feature combat loop, which is um, I'm going to go ahead and say a pretty ballsy swing. Um, it really is. It's a ballsy swing and it's kind of fun for a little while. The problem with this is that it wears a little thin. Uh, and after a bit, you start to think about what you're doing because it's a little bit thin and you feel the silliness of it. So it kind of ends up undermining the vibe of the game, at least for me. I'm sure there's some people who would, would never have that problem. But, you know, after eight hours of like bobbing and weaving like I'm Mike Tyson or something from these, you know, goblins. You're fighting it's Mr. Like, Dream. <laughs> it's like, or Soda Popinski or something. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm glad these aren't racist monsters I'm killing, but also this is a little stupid. You know what I mean? Uh, this is a little stupid. So it just makes you a little bit aware of that. Um, the storytelling... I think the story here wasn't bad, but the problem is that they condensed almost all of it into the third act. So like we really didn't get a lot of story here for a very long time. We got sort of mystery box horse shit and needless conflict 
that was for about six hours of the game where we're not really coming into a clearer view of what is actually going on in this place. Like, why are there monsters? Why did they let the monsters out in the prison? Like these kind of questions don't get answered until about six, seven hours into the, into the narrative time of an eight hour game. And I just think that's a mistake. Um, I think that we needed the midpoint of the game basically to kind of have the premise of it more clear than it is. Um, but that said, I don't think we're in the forespoken territory where the plot is really, really dumb and bad. I think we're in territory where like, it's just not very artfully done. Um, and so it, it's not impactful. I think that's the key problem here. Vibe wise, this game couldn't be more of a Gans game. Like, like, give me the squishes, man. Give me, give me these <laughs> give industrial me fucking tubes. Squishies. Yeah, pour some squishes on me, my dudes. Uh, it's super vibey, man. And like, if you want to, like, if you want to play Dead Space again, but you've played Dead Space again, and you're like, man, I wish there was more of it. This is gonna scratch that itch. You know, like, uh, I don't, I, I miss some of the creativity of Dead Space. Like, I don't think the puzzling is here, really. I don't think the weapons are as interesting as they were in Dead Space for me. Like, you know, the, the collection of guns are pretty whatever. Um, and the leveling up is a little bit punitive. Like, you never you don't make a lot of meaningful leveling up decisions, I would say, for a pretty long time. So, like, I know that sounds like a lot of negative stuff, but that's like I really think that's the harshest critique you can level at it. Otherwise, it's a pretty fun game. You know, like it's pretty fun, like hurling a shit monster into a spiky wall of which there are perhaps infinite spiky so walls many, in this complex. So many throughout this Look, prison. It's, fun. it stays fun the whole time. If you don't like doing that, why did you buy this game? Uh, if you do like doing that, congratulations. You've purchased the correct game. That's my rant. <laughs> nice rant. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. OK. OK. Player two. Tom Ryman. Plug it in here. Uh, OK. Get this beat boop. Beat boops in there. Um, I also think this game is really fun. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Dead Space fan, which uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably know that. Um, and I, I just I like the core gameplay of this. I thought the melee edition was pretty cool. Uh, it mm. took a little bit getting used to at first. It was it, it threw me off for a little bit. Um, but as you get into it, and especially as you start unlocking some of the upgrades uh, for for the the stun baton, where you can get, for example, one that if the monster tries to block your swing, you'll just break their arm. That mm -hmm. is so satisfying. <laughs> oh yeah. Love it. Um, you've got the kinesis grab like you do in dead space. They call it a grip in this game where you can pick up the, the boogans and throw them into all sorts of shit. That is no business being in a prison. Like so many giant fans, so many spike walls. <laughs> um, there's a giant harvester in one level. Yep. Yep. Where it's like grinding up yep. trees to create uh, the atmosphere, I guess. Um, you And you you bet your sweet little space cheeks you can throw monsters into that thing. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the um, just the, the general gameplay uh, is super fun. Um, it's very satisfying. It's very visceral. This is an incredible looking game. It's one of the best looking mm -hmm. games I've ever played. Uh, the level of detail and resolution on specifically the environments are it's so finely detailed. Um, so it really it really helps with that vibe. This like kind of spooky, simmering, kind of grim, kind of grimy vibe, like a grimy sci fi horror vibe that I really dig. Um, I agree that the guns are not anywhere near as interesting as they are in Dead Space. Um, I don't mind that as much. Um, there's um. 
a, a mechanic with the guns that got a lot of heat when this game came out, where it's when you switch weapons, um, the conceit is your character, Jacob, he has basically two frames and you 3D print guns to put onto those frames. So every time you change a weapon, you have to take apart the frame and put the new gun onto it. So it takes a little bit. It takes a couple of seconds, like not a couple of seconds. It takes maybe like a second or two to switch your weapon, um, which is an eternity if you're in the middle of a fight. Mm-hmm. Now, the game got a lot of heat for that, but I think that's a deliberate. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a deliberate choice. They programmed it in there and it, it, it sort of it on its face. It seems like counterintuitive to like quality of life for for gamers. Obviously, you want to be able to switch your weapons as fast as you can um, just, you know, to make it a more satisfying and more fair seeming uh, gameplay system. However, having it be designing the system so that you can't really switch your weapons on uh, the drop of a hat, I think adds a whole lot to the immersion and the vibes of it because you're supposed to be trapped in this uh, horrible space prison with all these monsters and you can't really pull out your biggest gun whenever you want to on the fly. You have to sort of think a little bit ahead and you can't really do it in the middle of a a huge fight. So you have to kind of like pick your moments when you want to do that. So I sort of Mm -hmm. compare it to like how there's no real fast travel system in like Red Dead Redemption 2 and like traveling from one place to another in Red Dead takes a long time. But that's on purpose because so much of the game is about the traversal. So I think it's a similar decision in this game where so much of what this game is is about the immersion and the vibes. So like I think that's a great vibe choice. And also it doesn't matter as much because you if an enemy gets into your uh, personal space, you just knock the bejesus out of them with your stun <laughs> baton. Um, sure do. Related to the vibes, I love the vibes of this game. We've said that word so many times. Uh, the game is not scary at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it really isn't. And I liken that to uh, not liking that. I credit a lot of that to what you were saying about the melee system. I totally agree. Like, it's like, I don't care if a monster gets close to me, because if he does, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Yep. Just just ruthlessly, mercilessly beat his ass with a with a stun baton like Jose Canseco. Um, <laughs> so it's not very scary. Um, but I do lo- I do love the vibe and I love the immersion. It's also I'm a little I'm going to come down a little bit harder on the plot than than you. I totally oh, agree. I totally agree with it is it is very much backloaded where everything happens in the span of like 90 minutes in the end of the game. Um, I also thought the, the plot was just kind of, it's, it's very extremely derivative of dead space. It's basically just dead space again, where uh, not to, not to spoil too much, but it's, it's the same idea of like this cult that's obsessed with eternal life. And they found this alien boogan thing that they think will make them live forever, but really it just turns everybody into burger monsters. Um, and which is pretty much what dead space is about. Um, so it felt kind of derivative and a little like, oh, you just kind of did the same thing. Like they even call the enemies biophages in this game. And in, and in uh, Dead Space, they're called necrophages. Um, so, yeah, I, I was I was kind of let down by the plot. Um, however, I think the acting is really good. Uh, specifically, um, Josh Dumal as, as the main character, uh, where you can kind of tell he's just like when you get like a movie star to be the lead, you know, he's not a huge star, but he's been on a lot of movies and a lot of big movies. Um, You can just like he he just sells it a whole lot. I don't really know how to describe it other than you can tell that this is a person who's like a little bit 
of a higher caliber than an actor they might normally get to be the lead in a game like this. So like he really makes you feel every gruesome death that you happen to uh, stumble into. And just like, he really helps sell the, the immersion and, and, and the vibe. And then obviously Karen Fukuhara from the boys is the leader of the terrorists and she's great. Um, and then the bad guy is Sam Witwer playing this crazed captain of the guards. And he, he's not in it that much, but he makes some bold choices with his performance. Yes, he does. <laughs> that are extremely <laughs> yes, <he does>. entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah. It is extremely entertaining. But uh, yeah, right. so all in all, you know, it's, it's a little janky in some spots. Um, uh, I, I, I not, I I appreciate that it's not very long. Like I said, I, it, this yeah. falls into a category of game for me that I like to play over and over again and try to speed run, you know, like the original Resident Evils, you get a rating based on how quickly you can beat it. And that sort of extends into this game and in the original Dead Space as well, which I've beaten multiple times and I've already beaten this game two and a half times. So I'll, I'll probably play it a bunch more. I just, I, I dig the gameplay. I dig being in this universe, even if the story's lackluster. Um, and there's some and it's not very scary like the game doesn't scare me at all anyway rant over loved it uh Mm. some some good stuff for us to talk about uh because there are a couple like continuums of when should this bother you that i kind of want to talk about sure uh that's great but let's save those until the Mm. other side of the break and uh so grab your stun baton and you know the piece of the gun that you need to always have yeah a little frame (laughs) that's right and uh we'll 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 get all strapped up for the the bogans that are coming our way right after this strap it on Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. Hey. Uh, hey, somehow I'm not going to jab my gun this time. By the way, how many times did you screw up the gun switch because of the system oh. they created? <laughs> Constantly. I still yeah. screw it up. Yeah. Yes, I still screw it up, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually the first thing I want to talk about when we pass our next checkpoint and get into a game on where uh, all opinions are welcome, though not equally good, and all interruptions are tolerated. So I guess my first question uh, for you, sir. That sounds like a challenge. (laughs) You know how I do it. (laughs) Uh, My first question for you, sir, is so you compared the the gun system to Red Dead 2, right? Yeah. And and I get that comparison. It makes sense. In intent. In intent. Yes, in intent. I agree. It makes sense. And in that game, we forgave the inconvenience that it created by slowing down our operation systems because we we saw the intent. Mm-hmm. So why do you think we didn't this time? Because I think it's very clearly intentional, too. I don't think that's a mistake. You know, it's clearly intentional. Why do you think people didn't forgive it this time? I'm not sure. OK, I think. um uh... I, I'm honestly not sure. I think the I, my immediate guess would be the the payoff is admittedly not as rewarding. 
mm-hmm. like the experience of riding on your horse through the uh the the world of Red Dead 2 is so cool and so unforgettable. Um it's a great great experience. Um you just it's not the reward is not on the same level of I can't switch my guns very fast so therefore it is scarier and a little more tense like each firefight's more tense. Um I just think it's it's more subtle. It's not as loud of a thing so it can feel I think the intent can be missed because especially with a game like this, where it is sort of like a close up kind of in your face action horror game, people probably are used to that being kind of buttery smooth, even though it comes right. from Resident Evil, which is notoriously clunky on right. on purpose. Uh, the original ones anyway. That's right. So I think, I, I don't know. I think that's, that probably has something to do with it. It's, it's a little more subtle. It's not as, re- it's not as rewarding. Um, and also I think people just, you know, we're, we're, uh, drinking the Red Dead Kool Aid and wanted to, you know, just praise everything about that whatever. game. Yeah. It, Whereas this game was already kind of shaky out of the gate. Um, you know, it's it's a brand new IP. Uh, it's not a very popular genre. Is that true? Um, it seems like it should be a popular genre. Yeah, it's I, not. I would, you um, maybe I, maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Yeah, okay. but I, f- I, I feel like I feel. I, let me let me. Let me rephrase that. It's okay. a more it's a more niche genre. Mm, yeah, I see that. That makes sense. Like not like I think the horror turns a lot of people off because horror games are intense. So people don't like that experience sometimes. <laughs> so Yeah, sometimes with this game I feel like like in a macro sense there just weren't enough people rooting for it. Like I feel I, like uh, if yeah. people had been rooting for it, a lot of the stuff that are complaints would have actually been strengths. Like, I think the gun thing is one of those. And bear in mind, I'm sure if if those old episodes of my stream exist, I they probably don't. But if they did, there's probably me being like, what the fuck with the weapon thing, right? <laughs> like, I'm sure that exists, right? Because yeah. it definitely frustrated me. But, like, I do think the intentionality of it makes sense. And I I think... I mean, there's part of it that to me that like culturally when there's a tech thing, like we expect technology to always be sophisticated and smooth. Like that's just like a weird cultural expectation we have. Mm -hmm. And this game is creating tech that purposely frustrates you. So like it's a little bit harder for us to mentally download that that is true. So like, wait a minute, there's a futuristic gun, but it sucks. (laughs) Like, why would that be true? Uh, You know what I mean? Like, so maybe that missed a little bit. And I think when it's in a system like that, uh, you know, like inventory management, it becomes I I think, yeah, we've just gotten so trained by games trying to, you know, most like triple A or not even triple A, but like popular mainstream games try to make that. Uh, quality of life for gamers as smooth as possible so it's, i think well, that's yeah. i think that's part of, there's an expectation where we expect being able to just whip out whatever we want in our inventory as easily as possible and when the game deliberately makes that kind of a pain in the ass we're like what the hell is this the game's wrong yeah the game's wrong see this game i feel like and again i'm not defending it's not a perfect game it's not dead space no. No. Like it's it's not Dead Space. Dead Space is a classic and I don't think this game is. But I no. do feel like this game kind of couldn't win. Because like it did try to innovate in a few very interesting ways and like people kind of got on their case for it. Like I think the melee system is innovative. Um yeah. it's it's an attempt. I think this gun idea is innovative. And there are a few other things, but then to sort of counterbalance that they didn't innovate on the story structure or frankly the camera point of view that like 
90% of action games feel like they need to be Resident Evil 4 now for some reason. Like yes. they 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 didn't innovate in those areas and they got dinged for that too. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so maybe they just made all the wrong choices about where to innovate and where not to innovate. But that is the kind of review that seems like, so you just didn't want to like this game. Right? Like that's what it boils down to. If that's your opinion, you hate it, you just didn't want to like this game. Because you're not willing to give it any license to be what it is. You know, um, I mean, I don't I'm not pushing back like against anyone in particular. I just feel like, look, you know, uh, it's important to try to approach the game on the terms it's setting out and the terms that it's setting right. out is we're trying to be in this lane. We're clearly connecting to these other games that we know exist, that, you know, exist, that we're all excited about, but also do a couple new things and see if you get into that. And our answer was no. Right. That seems, I don't know. Yeah. That seems a little unfair to me. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of there's a there's a genre of of uh, podcast or, or or articles that I don't necessarily care for, where like the the premise is let's drop someone in uh, on the fourth Harry Potter m- movie, uh, and then and they having never seen or or read any other Harry Potters, and then have them try to like experience it that way, and it invariably oh all these you know that's none of it hangs together. Yeah, all these cool. goofy ass names and stuff, and it's like, well, you're not engaging the thing on its own terms, so like, right. of course, it's going to all be stupid. Like, what? So, I, I think there might be an element of that to it for sure. Um, there are. I was I was going to say that the the controls, at least for the, they're, they're a little strange for the for the well, inventory yeah. management. Like I agree. Every, the way the way that they've mapped things to the D pad is a little counterintuitive. Um, and there's not really, there's no way to, there's no like mission log, um, which is also a choice. Um, but there's also no map, uh, again, which these are all streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. These are all deliberate choices. So it's not like, which doesn't super become much of a problem because the game is very linear. There's a few levels that have interesting side paths you can go on to get like a new weapon or a new upgrade or or some crafting materials or some junk. Um, But it's pretty linear. So you don't really miss the the inclusion of a map. Um, But I I don't think I did. I don't remember. I don't remember being like, what the fuck? Where's the map? I don't remember ever feeling like that in this game. Yeah, um, I would have appreciated a mission log or like a little bit more detailed. I don't like know. What are we because, doing right now? Like that right, kind of because, thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I can sort of recalibrate and get my bearings because you mentioned something before where it's like towards the end of the game, you sort of like start really thinking about what you're doing just because it's it's repetitive in a lot of ways. Right. So like I'll I'll be in the midst of it like. Um, I, I don't feel that way. Like I never got tired of beating up monsters, throwing them into spikes, blasting them apart and shit like that. But I do get so <laughs> mired in it that I forget what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> kill and then kill them again. And then kill them and again. the story, like, and the story is so basic. It's, it's basically just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it's so, it's so, it's kind of embarrassingly video gamey where it's so predictable where you get to a location, you meet a character, you immediately split up with that character because they say you have to go this while I have to go right. to this other location. That's that right. happens like, that happens like six or seven times in the game. So I never really remembered what exactly I was doing in terms of the story. I'm like, wait, why am I in the shit river? They also <laughs> I, I, have, thought I, I thought I was going to a train. <laughs> maybe you were. They also have like the problem of like basically every narrative thing they decide to do is like based on the ONI system. And you have to like learn what that is. Like it's a lot of teaching you what the beats mean. 
like like giving you a term or like a or giving you like a, a lore explanation of like why this beat matters. So you never have like the visceral like, oh, I see they need to get a cop like and I know what that means. Like you never feel grounded enough to care about the things they're doing, you know, because it's all sci fi lore explanations and like that that stuff. Again, like I think that people think it's cool when it's on a spreadsheet, but in the experience of it, you can't get your heart around it. You can't care because you're too busy, like learning acronyms and like trying to figure out what it would mean if this group of scientists was kicked out of the colony, but lived on the surface. Like what? You know what I mean? Like just that kind of stuff you can't care about. I also think the narrative has a a huge problem that contributed to that, which is it picked the wrong protagonist. And by wrong protagonist, I don't mean that the character that we play with, is it Josh? Is that his name? I forgot his name. Uh, the character's name is Jacob. Jacob, that's right. Jacob, it's not that he's bad. He's he's wonderfully performed, as you said. Um, he's wonderfully rendered. It's one of the best looking captures of an actor's performance in any game. Like, it's kind of underrated for that. Mm-hmm. But this is clearly Danny's story. Yes. Uh, it's her story. She's the one with the stakes in it. And it really felt to me like this is this is what people mean when they say like, oh, you have to have the white male protagonist. This is exactly the kind of like the situation where they're point where people should point that out. Like, we don't need this guy. Mm -hmm. He's clearly here to like because you think it's going to get people interested in the game more than if you picked this other Asian woman to be the hero. But it's her story. So, like, let us (laughs) see it through her eyes. We don't really ever learn anything about Jacob. No. Like he's, it's, he's no, he, he's he's pretty much just a blank slate. He's a proxy for the player. Uh, the the most we learn is that he knowingly smuggled some bad shit for this company, uh, and that that's like a reveal. But that's like the most we ever learn about him. We learn way more about like his co pilot who dies in the beginning than right. we do about him. And we get hunted by his like by his unhinged jaw the entire yeah, game. His his blasted meat face. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! You know, okay. I mean, hey, and look, I I get it. It's a horror game that doesn't bother that's, me. That oh, I was gonna say that's a gnarly moment that I really yeah, appreciated because it, it happens within the first eight minutes of you playing. So like right away the game is like okay, here's what you're gonna be seeing. Right. This is by the way, like if anybody's like on the fence about whether to play it or not, you need to like gore to like this game. This game revels this, in viscera. This like, is this is a gorehound game for yeah, sure. Yeah. The maybe the most gorehound game I've ever played. Uh, like, Next I can't to think like. Of one. The the PS3 reboot of Splatterhouse. <laughs> I think Splatterhouse is actually sillier than this game. It's um, it's silly. It it is it's very silly. It's intentionally silly, but like it it's gory beyond belief. But yeah. it's it's more like it's it's kind of more like like Peter Jackson's Dead Alive slash Brain Dead. Yeah, whereas that's right. this is this is more um something like a really gnarly Friday the thirteenth or like uh it's, I know it's there's so a much better, darker uh, event horizon i think yeah, there you go not, not not that dark but like an aliens movie like that kind of gory but yeah. more, more gory more gory than that actually yeah like an eli uh, roth movie yeah like an eli roth movie. there you go now we're in the zone it, it's, there, there we are yeah we it's got there. not scary as you said but like it definitely thinks that you like seeing brains you know or and like blood and gore like if you don't like that if you mm-hmm. if you're not into it, this is just the wrong game for you. You know, yeah, uh, it does. It, uh, to that point, it does the same thing that Dead Space does, where it sort of rewards you when Jacob dies with like this oh, yeah. extremely graphic death scene. Yes, Dead Space yes. was infamous for that as well. 
But yeah, yeah, so it's like you get to see little fatalities basically when you die. Well, so to return to the you're right. And and like that's clearly like, you know, so, you're yeah, supposed to like it, that. Right. It's clearly kind of this game's what this game's about. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's why they chose to have this sort of uh this blank slate of a character that we're sort of seeing the world through. Uh, you know, because then you don't get as upset about, you know, watching their head get ripped off or whatever. I'd I'd be pretty upset watching Danny die over and over again. I agree. That would matter more. So, like, they would have to tone down the gore fest if they were going to tell a real story. And and that tells you they don't really want to tell a real story. You know, like, that's not that's not really their goal here. And, like, the case in point of that is the way the game ends. So, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to spoil every little detail of it, but the one thing I will spoil is the very, very ending where uh, we think that Jacob is going to die on Callisto because they're basically doing a Metroid where the place is going to go up and explode. And right as that's about to happen, we get a phone call from uh, Dr. McGuffin, whose name (laughs) slipped out of my head. But Mahler, Dr. Mahler. But McGuffin would be more appropriate. Yeah, Uh, that's what she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, There's a Dr. Exposition. There's a way off the base and you can find it. And uh, and like then it cuts to a scare and like that's it. So like clearly setting up a sequel uh, when I feel like killing him would have been actually more interesting. Am I wrong? That I might, would have liked that. That might still happen. I know there's a few planned DLCs and one is going to continue Jacob's story from the end of the game and the other is going to continue Danny's story from the end of the game. So um, I, I, so, are you sure yeah. they're still going to happen? Do you know? I, do, I am. I am not sure. Okay, <laughs> but I know that was the plan. Yeah, yeah. Because I like. I have to wonder if this game is going to continue. It clearly thinks it's the beginning of a franchise. Uh, it was it's certainly supposed to be, and I yeah. had read. I forget the exact number, but they had projected some kind of some absurd sales figure for this game, which was not realistic. And of course, they didn't make it. So I don't know if the DLC is going to happen. <laughs> That's a bummer. I mean, yeah, we haven't heard a word about it. Um, that's yeah. a little bit of a bummer. Also, there's the possibility that the Dead Space remake just swallows it up entirely uh, because the Dead Space remake, I think, is doing pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I would assume it, w- it, w- it would, but I well, haven't looked it up, so I don't know. They're very clearly going to do the second one. Like they're going to remake the second one. If that's not already happening, I'd be shocked. Uh, yeah. And then they, I think we might just get new Dead Spaces. You know, like we might get a full on Dead Space reboot, which I would be excited about. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's not with this game, but it just sort of I, the game is clearly trying to jockey for position to be the the current version of that. And I think may have missed its chance. Uh, OK, yeah. so uh, the Resident Evil 4 camera. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Do you mind? Uh, no, not at all. So I don't know why we think that's such a great. A window to watch a game through but in a game where you get really really close to your enemies the whole time um it, it's actually a problem because you can't see enough did, like did you have that experience i felt like i couldn't see enough to like grab stuff sometimes no uh, not at all i didn't have that problem oh so this was it worked for you yeah i guess i'm just i don't know um there may have been a few moments where it was like, oh, I can't, I wish I could like see a little bit better, but I, it, the camera was never an issue for me in, in my playthroughs. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might just be my hindrance. I guess uh, I like, this is just my complaint to game designers. Like, how about a cowboy? Like, give me a cowboy. 
You know, <laughs> uh, a cowboy is the size of a shot where I see a little bit of the thigh. Just enough to, like, you know, see the fucking and world. And also, I'm in. I want a little cowboy in space. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just, like, just what do I need cowboy. to do? <laughs> just yeah, give me a tiny little send cowboy. Send me a tiny little space cowboy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you didn't get tired at all of the punch out. That worked for you the whole time, other than it getting a little silly. Yeah, no, I, I, it gets really, really satisfying the more you upgrade. Um, okay. And I actually feel like the upgrades, you say you you said they were punitive, and I agree, but for a different reason. I don't think okay. they're inconsequential, but they are very expensive, and you yes. don't find a lot of money in this game. So yeah. you really have to hem and haw over which upgrades you want to get, and it's not immediately obvious how useful each one will be. I found each each one to be useful that I got, um, particularly with the stun baton. You get some cool stuff with that. So I didn't get tired of of just whale tattooing dudes with this with this bat base, an electric bat, essentially. And it, like, it's the, great. Yeah, I think my complaint about it would be that it it's not a very effective weapon when you first get it. And it's the no. only weapon you get for a pretty for a substantial amount of time. First level, essentially. Yeah, I think even longer like than the, that. It's like the first half hour, 40, half hour. Is that all? It but, felt but much longer than th- that to me. I think so. And then you okay. get, I think so. It's like, it's like, it's definitely within the first hour, but okay. it is a while that you, and in fact, you don't even get the stunt baton right away. You have a worse version of it. You have right. this like weird pipe. Right. Yes. Yeah. And like, I understand that that's grounded in the story they're telling. Like, look, you're an escaped prisoner. You know, like they're not just going to you're not just going to find a gun like I get it. You yeah. know, like you, you got to you're not just going to John Matrix out of yourself. Right. You know, and OK, I, I can accept that. Um, it's just that, you know, uh, the the Bogans are gross <laughs> and uh, they are super gross. And I want my pipe to work. <laughs> it doesn't. And you're like, God damn it. Uh, and, you know, you just feel like you're Glass Joe out here and he's there. Mr. Dream for a while. You know, it's just it's it's really uh, and I think there's a there's a certain cocktail that a game designer has to make for you to feel like, wow, this is worth it, even though it's hard. And I can see that they set the bar a little high. So there's a lot of people who are not going to say it's fun. Like, you know, I, yeah, I, I like, don't I don't I would agree. I don't think they always succeed in that balance. Yeah. Like a lot of the problems with this game, I feel like a couple of dials on a continuum would fix them. Like mm-hmm. uh, giving us more money would fix this game. Um, giving a, like making the melee combat, like making you a little better at killing dudes with melee stuff would make mm-hmm. this game a little better. Uh, just a couple things like that. You know, like if there was a some kind of a dial, I feel like the game would would have been like an 85 for everybody. Right. They like, have maybe they have patched two significant things uh okay. since the game released one of them they definitely patched the amount of time it takes to switch your weapon so oh, they like, did yeah oh interesting so they okay yeah, that's because so many people complained about it yeah it's still it's still not instant it still does take a second or two but it's not as slow as it was Okay. Um, and I, the other the other thing is just a straight up quality of life thing is you can skip the Jacob's death scenes um, if you've seen them already. Because <laughs> there's there's like a few that kind of yeah. yeah there's a few that kind of go on for like 
eight or nine seconds you're yeah. like all right you're just i get it like <laughs> right some elden you're, ringing you're, me i get it like, you're I, murdering me yet again I, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you win you know like the game's really doing a whole congratulations game <laughs> but that is what you feel like doing it's, its not... end zone dance on me <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's like making a poster and putting your face on it like i, I yeah. dunked on you fucker it's yeah. like i get it you're the game congratulations you sure did oh, oh look he ripped my face off again great <laughs> So those are, the, those are two significant changes that they uh, definitely patched. That is one of my favorite experiences in video games, though, is getting mad at the game for celebrating your death too much. Like, that's mm-hmm. a thing that only exists in video games. And uh, it's I feel like we all bond over it. <laughs> this game there's really guy, did that. There's a guy for one of the challenge pits in the latest Horizon game, Forbidden West, where it's like, he'll you kept losing it was you had to fight two guys at once and they were cheap as hell and when yep. you would lose he'd be like try again try harder <laughs> after like the third or fourth time i'm sitting there screaming at this game fuck you yeah that's right that's right at least like you know i, I always like to use elden ring because elden ring is like the gentlest version of enemy triumphs over you uh like at least they don't it's, make the monsters do a little dance and shit. Right. You know? It's usually pretty anticlimactic yeah. in, in the soul in the souls games. I yeah. mean, it's infuriating, yeah. but it's never like, yeah, they're not doing the worm. It's can like you, you just kind of get <laughs> can you imagine? like millennia fucking stabs you to death for the 58th time and then does like a little fucking pirouette and stuff. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> this game is plenty like i think it's also kind of the fun of it this game doesn't mind dancing on your grave a little bit you know no that's the point yeah it's, it's yeah that's yeah. part of it so um I, the only other gameplay thing that i wrote down that i definitely wanted to go into some more detail about is the weapon design in this game and i don't i don't mean the switching piece i think it's strange that this game's weapon choices were so limited and mm-hmm. I suspect that the reason for that is ultimately that they wanted the melee combat to be the primary experience. Like, I, yes. I, I think that the designer believes, and I can't say for sure, but I think they believe this is a melee and, and to a degree telekinesis game. Like you're mm-hmm. you're in the muck with the, with these guys. That's the goal. And these guns are really here to give you a mild reprieve, but not to replace that. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely true. In point of fact, there's like a combo system where you can wail on a guy yeah. for a couple of hits and then like a little reticle will pop up on him. So if you press the fire button quickly enough, you'll shoot him with your gun for extra damage. So it does seem like the guns were s- super designed to be supplemental to your uh, your 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 be- your beaten stick. I kind of think that I even though I'm sure they got a lot of negative feedback and I don't know how they're going to internalize it. I kind of feel like. The, I, the instinct here should be chased. Like, I don't think they nailed it. Like, I don't think they created a loop that is satisfying as a new way to do male, melee combat that games can learn from. I don't think that happened here. Um, it could it could use a little more variety for sure. Yeah, that's the problem with it is that it, it, there's no it doesn't have a strategic element to it. Um, it doesn't really. vary it up. Yeah. I mean, again, like, you know, uh, the Soulsborne games are the ones that for like melee combat have created so much variety with the very simple tools they give you. And I think to really innovate in the way that this game wants to, it needs to go more in that direction where like the pacing and stuff is different and the, the inputs are slightly different, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but still, but still good idea though. Right. Like still good idea. Um, They may need to like 
not give you guns at all. You know what I mean? Like they might have to go or, that far. Maybe like one or two. Yeah. Like just real, you know, for for you to whip out because there are a few enemies in this game. There's like a sub boss and then the final boss that you absolutely have to shoot. Absolutely. Right. Um, That's right. There's the, the there's this like two headed. I think he's two headed. Yeah, he's two headed. Uh, sort of sub boss character that you fight a bunch where you you he if he if he touches you you die as a one hit kill so you mm-hmm. just have to dodge around him shoot him a bunch of times until he drops to his knees and then just beat the Christ out of him with your bat and then repeat that twice you can break both of his heads yeah there's so one they they do work it into some enemies there's one particular outing that's very reminiscent of uh, the giant drill level and I think it's Dead Space two. Where like you're mm-hmm. you're fighting him in this like big giant space where you're like you know trying to fight off other dudes and stuff. Yeah, you're in an elevator in yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah, but it was very reminiscent. Uh, mm-hmm. and and that fight was the place I got stuck the longest in this game. Uh, I think that was tough. Yeah, it was tough. I got I, I honestly I got stuck on the end boss for the longest. Well, well, I, I, it was another difficulty spike, and that's the thing a lot of games are doing. They're they're putting these final bosses where like. Now you need to learn a few new skills. Uh, and it's like, no, a final boss should be uh, should be the, the perfect, culmination of everything we yeah, learned. Yeah, It's the hero's journey, man. It's like, it's yep. show me the new stuff you learned. Show me the old stuff you were always good at. You know, like uh, it's hero's journey. Um, in any case, I, I, th- I, I think it is present in this in this final boss fight. It's just not immediately clear. Yeah, I think that yeah, was my biggest right. issue they with didn't, it. They didn't mm-hmm. lay it out enough. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit confusing. Nope. That's right. Yeah. I remember So that. I definitely, I definitely spent the first, I don't know, hour getting killed by this guy. <laughs> That's a long time. Uh, yeah. Trying to figure out the room and the exact sort of, I mean, and that's part of fighting a boss, but like trying to figure out the room, trying to figure out the different phases and exactly what I was supposed to do. Um, because it was not, the game does not make it clear at all. Uh, this is but telling. It is still, it is still a combination of like shooting, uh, hitting, Throwing things with telekinesis, yeah. uh, using little exploding enemies on each other. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It, it is. I, maybe it's telling about how old we're getting, but like an hour is a long time on a boss fight. Like, I just don't want to spend that amount of time. You know, oh, like, sure. Yeah. There are some exceptions uh, where it's like, I get that that's what this game is. But like, I in general, yeah. I want the game to announce. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I get it. That's the game always told me that's what it was going to be. So, all right, fair enough. But I still get mad. <laughs> Oh yeah, I still get mad. Still get mad at I'd get. I'm not sure if I would get even madder if if they did little end zone dances in Elden Ring, like if Margaret the Fell Omen moonwalked after I'm he so killed me. Thrilled by the idea of it though. It's just such a good idea. Uh, yeah. Like he, I don't know if I would get more angry. I might. I might be delighted by those it. little fucking magma worms just like laying on their belly, like rubbing them, like they're having a good uh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. them. Anyway, this is not an Elden Ring podcast. A bag of chips. All right. <laughs> That's right. It sure does. A bag of rubbing his little flamey tummy. Um, my, fl- my flamey tummy. The la- just the last point I want to make about the weapons thing is I think that part of the reason why people didn't connect to the melee, aside from the issues we said, is that, again, they're kind of going against the cultural expectation that we have. So, like, when you give me a gun in a game and I have a bat already and then you give me a gun, I assume the gun is going to be an improvement over the bat Mm -hmm. um you know Mm -hmm. and then every gun i get is going to be better than the last gun i got or at least different right and in this Mm -hmm. case i think that they knowingly didn't do that i think what they did instead is like they wanted to spread out the playing field enough that people could find a way to enjoy the game if they weren't liking the main concept 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is like sort of a hedging their bets decision. Um, and maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This, this is my, you know, this is me philosophizing a little bit about it, but that's, I think, functionally what it became because it didn't, it didn't innovate on guns the way Dead Space really did. Like, Dead Space the first had great ideas for weapons. You know, they were really mm-hmm. fun and they were story driven and they were interesting. And this was like, nah, pistol, shotgun, assault rifle, you get it, basic stuff. And I'm guessing that that stuff's really only there to make it so that if you're not loving the melee combat, there's another way to play the game. You know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I would say they might need to go all the way in if they want this franchise to really distinguish itself. You know, they might that'd be cool. More more melee weapons too. different yeah, types. Yeah, that's right. They need. Yes, they need to think broader about what a melee weapon is. Uh, and go all the way in with this concept because otherwise I think it's going to feel derivative and people are going to pile on. You know, which- I do like how gritty just a bat is. Yeah, <laughs> like this, that's right. This game is the game is so grimy, but a lot um, of games have a grimy bat. You know what I mean? That's like, true. This isn't the only. That's true. Right. I don't need to go to Callisto in the future to get a grimy bat. You know. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I got one in my hand right now. Whisked 400 years into the future. Here's a bat. <laughs> it's like, well, all fuck right. you. Uh, <laughs> that's all I get. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anyway, to recover from the shock of only having a bat in the future, uh, Tom and I are going to spend all of our precious money on a nail to put in that bat and uh, Hell yeah. come back and finish things up on the other side of a couple of ads. See you soon. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. Hopefully, uh, hey! hopefully you bought the nail because <laughs> I did not go to the kiosk. Oh, I was putting all sorts of weird things on my back. Oh, good. Good. Then you can yeah. go first down this hallway. Gla- uh, bottle caps, fish, <laughs> bottle caps. Yeah, I guess they are kind of sharp sand. Yeah. A little bit of sand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some Tabasco sauce, that's, you know, that's texture pain. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving them texture mm-hmm. yeah. pain. By the way, texture yeah. is the thing this game does better than I maybe any other game ever. Uh, oh yeah! If I had to pick I think one I th- word, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think this is like like I said earlier. I th- this is one of the best, if not the best, looking games I've ever played. And when we say that, what we mean is that like it's creating reality. Like this place feels more real than basically mm-hmm. any other video game place I can think of. Like it's not yes. the it's not the best designed game visually. Like you know, Horizon Forbidden West looms pretty large in that category. Um, sure. Or, you know, God of War Ragnarok, if that's your thing, whatever, whatever version of that you like. This game chose to be beautiful. Yes. But to create an aesthetic that was absolutely almost photographically rendered. And it's really well done, you know, so well done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's time, Tom. I think it's time that we pass that final checkpoint and get right into Ooh. keep or delete. Uh, you know, you have a full vote. You know, you know, you have I, a key here mm, to the to the. I'm nukes. empowered. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I can I can stick this little key in here. <laughs> yeah, you can. Just, I'm just kind of rubbing it around the edge right now. <laughs> it's warmer than I would have thought. It's a warmer um, key. I'm gonna slide this key in. Um, <laughs> so what are you gonna do with this power? I mean, I mean, honestly, delete. Tom, you know, it's like he's like you said. It's not a classic. It's I I like it. 
Um, I am glad that I own this game. I, I will probably play it through a few more times. If they make more, I will play those games as well. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you said, it's not Dead Space. It's it, it exists too much in Dead Space's shadow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You've proven why you deserve the key, Tom, because you've <laughs> used it responsibly this day. Uh, I also am going to delete this game. I, I think the reason and I kind of feel like we both knew that we would. But I think the yeah. reason it deserved to be covered is that it actually is a bit of an innovative game in some ways. Like it's super derivative in all the ways that we said, but I respect any game that's trying to do something fun and interesting and new. And this game did do that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's super fun. Yeah, it is fun. Like it's so, it's so satisfying it to is play fun. this game. Yeah. If you're a person that like, you know, loves practical effects, you know what I mean? Like if you're, yeah. if you're one of those, those gore hounds like that, You'll never find a game you like better than this. Like it's right in there for you, you know. Well, Tom, uh, we loved having you. What a thrill! Hey, thanks. Yeah, man, I loved to be here. Yeah, you filled in admirably when we were micless. Thank you. Where can we find and enjoy your content in the future? Which I know we all want to do. Oh, hey, well, listen, I uh, co-host and own a podcast network with my buddy and former crack co-worker David Bell. Mm. He's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. Um, Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, you can check it out on, on um, Apple or, or, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed, where we have a couple of exclusive podcasts. We do movie nights with our patrons. You can... Uh, commission your own podcast series about pretty much whatever you want. We got a lot of cool stuff over there. Um, and we actually just started a, uh, a video game podcast called Screamplay that's Ooh. specifically about horror video games. Ooh. It's hosted by me and my brother. Um, and we covered this game, but at a, a diff- from a different angle, Ooh. from the from the how scary is it angle, basically. So uh, check all that stuff out. Oh, I want to be on that. I want to <laughs> if I wanna, you want. I want to come out and and uh, scream into that podcast if if I'm oh, if yeah, I may. For sure. If I may, for sure. I'd Hell love yeah. to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great. Anytime. That'd be great. I love actually horror games are. I'm realizing like pretty high up in my list of game genres. Like I fucking <laughs> love horror. Yeah. I think one of one of the things we sort of talk about in the show is uh, horror is or rather video games is a, a great genre, a, a great um, pl- uh, platform. Yeah, medium. Or, what am I thinking a medium of? Medium for horror. Uh, medium. Yes. There it is. A great medium for horror. Yes, because you experience it. Uh, yes. Uh, so stuff that doesn't seem as scary in a movie, like the simple the simple fact of being chased by something not as scary in a movie, but when you're. <laughs> Playing a game like the Resident Evil 2 remake, for example, or like Alien Isolation, when you're completely powerless and this horrible monster is chasing you down. It's scary. Yeah. Like a video game can make that ridiculous asshole Mr. X from Resident Evil 3, the trench coated mutant, uh, into Mm -hmm. a legitimately terrifying experience the whole time. Yeah, the, you know? this, the, the uh, gigantic uh, basketball biker zombie. Yeah, <laughs> with a noir yeah. trench. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> stupid looking fucking creature, but also legitimately yeah. terrifying. By the way, Tom, Resident Evil, like that might be one of my favorite video game franchises. I'm starting to realize every time oh, yeah, I go arts, back and play one. Same. Yeah, they're really good. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This, this franchise has been underrated at this point. Um, it's it's really good. Um, anyway, you know, I, I yeah, I was gonna say I think they took too much of a hit for Resident Evil Six. Like a lot of people, super didn't like that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And yeah, like I I this this may just be me remembering it, but I feel like a whole lot of people were super down on Resident Evil after that sixth game came out. And yet the seventh Um, one is a fucking home run. Like the seventh one is is great. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, even uh, eight (laughs) is very stupid, but it's but it's also really good. Like anyway, uh, Resident Evil maybe as a series deserves a one upsmanship. Like I like all the games individually and we could talk about them all individually and we probably will. But I also think once in a while, a series kind of deserves a conversation. Like, what does it mean? Um, mm-hmm. And Resident Evil is important in video games uh, for a lot of reasons. That's neither here nor there. My friend, you were excellent as always. Uh, I'm so glad we hey. got to talk about this. So were you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you can't hear that enough. Uh, We're two excellent dudes. <laughs> we are just the best. We would have been the best Callisto protocols if it had been us. Honestly, yeah. In a if, space if prison. If we had been the protocols. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if it had been us, we would have survived that space prison. Uh, yep. Let me get my cowboy hat and my Tabasco bat. Mm, I, I really do need a cowboy. Uh, perhaps some designers <laughs> listening will sate, cowboy. sate my cowboy thirst. <laughs> In any case, see you next time, shipheads, on one-upsmanship. Work complete. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. 
Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.